Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. Yeah, we're going to recap the Super Bowl. We got some strong takes. We're going to talk about the game itself and the players and a couple of the storylines. We're also going to talk about the referees, the officiating. We're going to talk about the field conditions and, of course, the other stuff, such as the two national anthems, the halftime show, and a few other extracurricular things, if you will. This is a Super Bowl recap episode of Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. And uh, we're going to be doing this each and every week going forward. Uh, the football picks were o- are over. By the way, Trey Blossman did great in the conference championship Sunday, 4-1. and one, And then the Super Bowl yesterday, he won you guys a lot of money with his picks. So did Anthony Gallo and myself, who had a good year picking games. It doesn't always happen, but it happened this year. All right, we are going to listen to a message from our podcast host, Anchor. Then we'll be back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman as it is time for another episode of Sports Takes, all a part of Talking Sports with TK, available wherever you get your podcasts. Check them out, Talking Sports with TK, on Facebook and Instagram as well. I'm Tommy Chrysan. We'll continue after this pause. Stay tuned. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman. A Super Bowl recap, if you will. Certainly we'll talk about the game and several other topics that are getting lots of attention as Super Bowl 57 has come and gone. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35 to capture their second Super Bowl in four years. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you? Doing fine, Tommy. Beautiful day in South Louisiana. Well, I'm over in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and it's beautiful here. Blue sky. I'm looking at the Gulf and a little windy and kind of cool, but beautiful day here in uh, L.A., lower Alabama, as they call it. (laughs) All right, Trey, uh, let's talk about the game. Chiefs get it done, trailed by 10 at halftime, um, but find a way to get it done. I said it last week on, on numerous shows. Defense wins championships. Quarterbacks win Super Bowls. That proved to be correct. Trey Blossman, your thoughts on the game, the Super Bowl? Well, Tommy, it, it played out much like how I thought it would. I went back and listened to Friday's podcast uh, just to see what I had said about it. I knew what my picks were, but I wanted to see, remind myself of what I had said about it. And basically – you can't give the ball to Mahomes late in the game with any time left on the clock. He's going to beat you. He does it almost every time. And I've seen him do it sometimes. I mentioned 32 seconds with no timeouts. He moved the ball 40-something yards to kick a winning field goal one game. He, just, he is one of the best players to ever play this game. If he stays healthy, he will go down as the GOAT, even above Tom Brady, I think. He's that good, Tommy. And that's well, what I enjoyed watching yesterday was just watching Pat Mahomes do his thing. Well, he's a Super Bowl MVP for two times now. And there's only two other guys, quarterbacks, who have more than one Super Bowl MVP. A couple of guys Montana. Yeah, pretty good company. And he's young. Yeah, he's, so. he's tw- what is he, 27 years old? Yeah, yeah. you know, and I'll tell you what, you got to give the Chiefs offensive line credit that vaunted Eagle defensive line. No, no factor whatsoever. In zero, sacks. Of, uh, zero sacks, Tommy. Zero. Of, uh, yeah, and Philadelphia only ran – Philadelphia ran 72 plays. The Chiefs ran 53. I thought Pacheco was big, the seventh-round draft pick out of Rutgers. 
Yep. Uh, for the Chiefs, the punt return was big. And uh, the Chiefs got found a way to get it done. I mean, it's amazing how Kelsey gets so wide open, but yet he still does it. And uh, the Chiefs outcoached the, the Eagles. I mean, they ran the identical play on opposite sides of the field for touchdowns, uh, walking to the end zone touchdowns. So that just uh, showed the coaching and then the execution of the play called. But uh, it's the Patrick Mahomes show. He'll be the first to tell you, you know, the offense, the defense, the special teams. I mean, they got it done as a team. Second Super Bowl in four years. They're the odds-on favorite to win next year's Super Bowl, which, by the way, will be played in Las Vegas at that new stadium. So, plus 550. You want to go put 100 bucks down right now, you can get plus 550 on them winning the Super Bowl again next year. Andy Reid's not going anywhere. That's a team that uh, could be a force for a while. Tommy, that could be a pretty good investment to make that play today. I guess, you know, it's a solid chance of winning. You mentioned the punt return being a big factor, and you mentioned the team around Mahomes being good, and they did what they needed to. That punt return was by Kadarius Tony, who was only added to the team about six weeks ago. Uh, you know, here you got a team competing for a championship potentially down the stretch. And they're making deals and changing their roster. I thought that was a big pickup, and it paid dividends last night. Uh, the Chiefs, just a great organization at this point in time, Tommy, as you said. Well, and now let's move on to the referees. What an awful night. Goodell said a couple of days for a Super Bowl, the referee has never been better. He's delusional. He has no clue. You know, I, I thought the Chiefs were robbed of a scoop and score. Would have been a second touchdown for, for Bolton. Um, I, I thought they should not have overturned a Devontae Smith call on the Eagles' side. Uh, there were a couple – it was a helmet-to-helmet helmet in the first quarter that wasn't called. And, you know, there, there, was a, there was a holding on a play by uh, the Eagles, which forced Kansas City to try the first missed field goal instead of having a first down at the 20-yard line and probably getting a touchdown. So that was a not no call that cost the Chiefs points for sure. But Trey, speaking of that missed field goal, I actually looked at this prop bet yesterday morning, plus 4,000 for a field goal to hit the upright. <laughs> I actually looked at it and said, you know, that'd be worth 10 bucks. It's worth 10 bucks. bucks. Sure, sure it is. But sure I didn't pull it. Is. Speaking before we get further on the refs, you, you had an amazing weekend with your picks, not just on conference championship weekend two weeks ago when you went four and one, but yesterday with the prop bets, the teasers. And of course we all had the chiefs and, uh, you know, so uh, look, we're far better than them clowns on Fox who all picked the Eagles. Some of them by as many as 10 points. I mean, I I was talking with Anthony Gallo last night. I watched the game here in Gulf Shores with him. I guarantee you, you and Anthony and I have been doing this for a long time. I'd put us up against any of these national TV pundits and the national sports writers. Are we perfect? No. By the way, meatandpotatoesusa.com finished the NFL season 61% against the spread collectively. That's awesome. There's nobody else can say that, okay? And we went one and one yesterday. I mean, I, I missed on the under. And Hunter McCann hit on the over. That was the two picks that were for sale yesterday and, and, and whatever. So back to the referees. I'm going to say this. The referees did not cost the Philadelphia Eagles the game. I will never say that. Even that questionable interference call, which the cornerback said he tugged the jersey. And it, it was obvious in the replay. It's, it's obvious that he grabbed the jersey. Yeah, well, no they, there was that. a lot of tugging all game long. It wasn't called. But then that one was called. And, 
you know, uh, I don't know what they can do, but when you got replay, you know, they, they talked about you should have waved that off, you know, the, the Devontae Smith uh, ball, uh, you know, just, I mean, just, I don't know. I, I'm going to say it again for 15 years, and you put two more refs on the field. I don't know if that would have changed things last night, but it certainly wouldn't hurt things, I don't think. But the referees have got, you know, and they got to do away with these all-star crews that work the playoffs because these guys aren't working, used to working with each other. They don't feel for each other. They can't communicate and get, collaborate and get the call correct. NFL's really got to address this in the offseason. Well, they've been needing to address it in the offseason for a decade now, Tom. Here's the important thing on that front is it's the day after a great Super Bowl game. It came down to the end. You couldn't have written a better script. But a lot of fans are talking about the officiating, and it's very clear that neither the NFL front office, its players, its coaches, or its fans know what the hell is and isn't a catch. Yeah. That's, that's pitiful. That's just pitiful. It's really poor, especially, you know, the majority of people watching can figure it out pretty quickly, you know. Um, so, you know, hey, the referees thing is a referees thing, and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. Now, let's talk about the plane. Tom, Tommy, so, let, let me, let me, one, one thing quickly on that. And I've stated it before, and I can't understand this, how the ground can't cause a fumble, but it can cause an incomplete pass. I mean, just think about that. Major inconsistency. You, you have to hand the ball to someone when he's running it and he's and it's a fumble. You have to complete a forward pass to the. It's much more difficult, but yet they give the advantage to the guy who's running with the handoff instead of the guy trying to make a catch. Makes it's no not, sense at all. It's not. Now let's talk about the playing field. They spent eight hundred grand a month ago to try to fix that playing surface. That field rolls out on wheels and sits outside the stadium in the weather during the week and then it comes back in. They had problems with the grass dying earlier in the season out there. They fixed all that, but then the problem was they repainted the entire field. Every square inch of the field was painted so that it would look good on TV. The slipping, the, the Eagles kicker almost broke his ankle kicking off in the third quarter, but the, kick, the slipping by both teams... Players changing cleats on the sidelines, going from a half-inch cleat to a three-quarter-inch cleat. It's a damn shame that the NFL, I don't care if they had to spend $8 million to get the field right. you got to do that. You can't put the Super Bowl, your, you know, the zenith of your year, on a field that's in poor condition like that one was. No, obviously. And I was really afraid right there at the end when Kansas City just needed the simple field goal to win, that he was going to lose his footing and the kick wasn't going to be good. I, that's how bad it was. You had to anticipate that things were going to happen. And it's, there's no excuse, absolutely no excuse for that, Tommy. Uh, needs to look good on TV. What kind of crap is that? That, yeah, that, no, that's, that's about what it is. It's a made-for-TV event. That's what they're telling us, okay? Well, yeah, like somebody tweeted, texted me last night, said, you know, in between all these stupid commercials, there's a pretty good football game going on. Yeah, right, right. All right, let's talk about a couple of other things. First off, two national anthems. I, I, I didn't know it was possible to have two national anthems, but you talk about trying to be diverse, dividing a country. Wow. I, yeah. I just don't understand the NFL and their thinking – the woke mentality that they displayed with the two national anthems and all the commercials and many, many, many other things. We'll get to the halftime show in a minute. 
but they, they just do not understand the majority of their audience and what those people prefer. Well, you know, here's my notes, Tommy. I don't, I don't read on this show. I have nothing prepared, but I do sometimes have some notes and I, uh, I lost myself, Tommy. I'm sorry. Yeah, about the two national <laughs> yeah, about the Well, just about the whole woke thing. And yeah. the halftime show is, I have written down, halftime show, not for football fans. If you're tuning in to watch a football game, that was zero appeal, okay? You think young kids are going to say, oh, let's tune in at halftime for the Super Bowl and watch the halftime show that aren't watching football? No. Zero chance of that, Tommy. You know, I, I know mostly old white men watch football. That's what they say, and that's why everybody wants Tom Petty and the Rolling Stones. The greatest halftime show in the history of the Super Bowl was Prince. Right. Uh, hands down, you know, and uh, let's bring back something like that. The, last year's was bad. This year's was they're just forgettable halftime shows. No, Nothing to remember whatsoever. Look, I know that woman sells a whole lot of records. I've never heard her music. I purposely left it on while I was in the kitchen last night so I could hear it. Zero appeal. To, that's There's no even talent. She doesn't even have vocal talent. Well, she was lip syncing and that was off all night. That's why they kept cutting the camera into wide shots because she couldn't, it was out of sync because it was all pre-recorded. But, you know, just uh, to me, that's not what the vast majority of NFL fans want to see. It's almost like the NFL is trying to recruit younger people, but younger people don't buy tickets. They don't buy hats. They don't buy sweatshirts and jerseys. I mean, in the, you know, some do. I'm talking about the majority uh, of what happens there. And I guess Roger Goodell would say the halftime show has never been better, kind of like the referees in the field, but he he's clueless. Now, a couple other things. LeBron James gets booed vociferously when he got put up on the jumbotron. And then, of course, he paid, acted like he put the king's crown on because he's quote-unquote King James. I'm telling you, less than 10 people care about what that dude says, thinks, or does. Well, today, Tommy, he comes out and he complains about the NFL officiating on the holding call, okay? So he's now a two-sport crybaby. <laughs> well, but he, I guess he didn't see that the quarterback admitted to tugging the jersey. So, you know, <laughs> he can't read that. So, you know. Uh, but no, so that, and I mean, you know, the Super Bowl is a, a spectacular event. Okay. It, it's made for TV. It's a major production and I'll be a, a damn good football game. yesterday. two years in a row, the Super Bowl has been damn good. And, um, but to have all that other stuff, I think they'd be better off without all that other stuff. And uh, I, I almost, I, I realize that money drives a lot of that, but a shorter halftime, the regular length halftime. Uh, which is some modest entertainment, I think would be better. And then if you want to have Rihanna or whatever her name is, do it after the game. And then when you see that nobody hangs around, you'll know it's a bad <laughs> idea. Right? Yeah. Look, I, I like the longer halftime. It gave me, you know what I did? I made a meatloaf during halftime. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty quick in the kitchen. I did have my vegetables pre cut, my onions and my peppers, but I actually <laughs> put together good. a meatloaf at halftime. <laughs> I don't remember what I – I think I ate some uh, wings and some ribs that we had a, a bunch of food available at the party that I was at. So, again, not, nonetheless, the uh, Super Bowl, uh, Mahomes MVP, MVP of the league and of the Super Bowl, that hasn't been done a whole lot of times. Andy Reid becomes one of the coaches with more than one Super Bowl. 
no reason to think they won't be in the hunt next year at the top of the list. Uh, Philadelphia's going to be good. I was impressed with Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a guy that ran for three touchdowns, threw for another one, and, and you know, his shoulder didn't look like it was hurting. He threw that long pass uh, to for touchdown into the end zone. I forget who caught it, but Brown. Uh, he, he, he did a great job for his team. It was his defense that didn't show up in the second half. Well, look, they, they let Kansas City hang around in the game, and the defensive touchdown was a big part of that. Look, Kansas City didn't, didn't have the ball much in the first half, and they needed a couple of stops to win the game, and they got, went out and they got themselves a couple of stops, and that's what it boiled down to. They scored every time they had the ball, and they got the two stops that they needed to win the game. Yeah, so Chiefs are the world champions, and uh, it was a good game, like many people hoped and anticipated. And uh, it, it's going to be talked about for quite a while. Uh, you know, so, you know, you're going to have XFL and USFL football this summer, but you know, the focus will be on college football in the fall and the NFL when it rolls around. It, it won't take forever for it to get here. Trey, any final closing comments on our Super Bowl episode of Sports Takes? Well, Tommy, uh, again, I think the key thing is is the NFL got the kind of game that they wanted, but today people are talking about other things than the game. That's unfortunate, and hopefully the NFL, I don't think they'll address it, but hopefully they do. Trey Blossman, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you, Tommy.